What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 97 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this time I'm joined by Ash Paulson and Tom Arnold. No Andre this week, as he is currently recovering, basically. He was up all night finishing up his uh, Mario Tennis Aces uh, analysis that went up this morning. Uh, plus, I think he's probably pretty wiped from GDC, which, honestly, you should be too, uh, Tom. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have to finish an analysis ah, yesterday, so I could just sleep throughout the day after traveling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Absolutely. So, so, so Tom, how was GDC? Um, well, you know, it's not as uh, intense as E3 by any means, but uh, so it's more of a low-key event, but there's still a ton of people there, and um, Instead of the focus on like really big AAA titles, for me personally at least, it's more on the indie games that come out at the show, and I guess that makes sense since it's a developer-geared expo. Hmm. Um, and so we did have one big day for sure, where all we were doing basically is up check checking out those that Nindy lineup coming out to the Switch in the summer. Very cool. Did what, what stuck? Uh, did anything stand out to you immediately from that lineup? Well, I mean, one of them immediately that stands out is Pool Panic, which is a game where you're like a, a billiard ball that walks around. You're the white ball. And then there's like a pool cue just floating in the air, so you hit yourself against other billiard balls uh, in like a open world, well, like a, what is it? It would be like a kind of like an adventure platforming type pool game, so... That, that was very unique, or as they put it, like the world's least realistic pool simulator. <laughs> That's the adult swim game that they just revealed on the Nindy's presentation this past week, right? Yes. Yeah, and it, okay. it, it, their faces kind of remind me of Rick and Morty, but yeah. the adult swim kind of does both, so you can't play them. Exactly. You know, like Adult Swim has that signature style that you can just see from a bazillion miles away. Not that that's a bad thing. That's just mm-hmm. is something they're very well known for, and it's a cool style. Aren't they also the ones that published uh, Battle Chef Brigade? Yep, they did that too. So they have a pretty good track record. I don't think it's the same developers, but uh, Adult Swim has oddly gotten pretty good at finding these weird offbeat uh, indie titles and sending it out to people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... This one's uh, one from London. Well, I think Battleship Brigade, I think that was North America who developed it. And you can definitely tell a different art style. But yeah, it's good for them for supporting really unique games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did the, uh, Tom, were the developers of uh, Just Shapes and Beats there? Yeah, one of them was. Uh, they're based in Quebec. And okay. <laughs> I asked them, like, we were worried for a while because like, we didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. was canceled. And he told me that it was their first project, I think that took more than six months, uh-huh. and it's been four years now, and it's been far too long. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny, if you go to their website, that may not be true anymore, but like over the past couple of years, if you go to their website, because you know, you know, Tom, I've been looking forward to this game for, I've been following it for years now, and if you go to their website, it says, uh, you know, coming out whenever it's ready, please God, let it be soon, or something like that, like, they're just like, please... <laughs> let us finish developing this game as soon as possible. Because they've been working on it, yeah, like I guess you said, for four years. Um, but what a cool surprise for me that the, it's coming out on Switch this summer, uh, timed exclusive. I am so hyped for that game. And there's like a story mode now and everything too, so 
I yeah, I'm really really excited. This might be their best opportunity if they can if they get that summer spot that it's exclusive for a little bit. It just clicks right off the bat with people. I think it could do very well because I completely forgotten the game. I haven't even tried it out once, but I, seeing it during the direct, it immediately caught my attention. It was really yeah interesting. It's like okay, that's a unique concept. That looks like a fun different way to have a rhythm game. Like yeah, I'm down for that kind of that kind of idea. Yeah, it was just it was the kind of thing where Tom and I just saw it uh, some PAX East or PAX Prime, I don't know, just walking by the IndieCade and just, you know, looking at different indie games, just seeing what caught our eye and that immediately not only caught my eye, but the you know, the, the chiptune music and I'm like, What is this? And I walk over there, I'm like, Okay, immediately the visual style of the game is striking with all the you know, like the red magenta colors and it's just something that you can't forget once you've seen it and I'm like, Okay, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched for this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, and the uh, oh, I was going to just say quickly, um, it wasn't at this event, but in the uh-huh. past too, the Mortal Kombat level. With the yeah, Mortal the Mortal Kombat level. Characters flying across the sc- screen in their silhouettes. So good. Oh with, in time with the uh, with the character callouts. Yeah. So oh, wow. good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think you got to try out uh, Travis Strikes again as well, right, Tom? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, we got to play it in co-op, as a matter of fact. Is that was us uh, playing in the video that went up recently? Mm-hmm. How'd you enjoy that? You know, um, seeing the video first, like in the direct, where it was kind of almost top down. I was worried if it would just be a pure button masher, mm-hmm. um, but there was some incentive to try other moves in it too, like uh, the vortex or a bomb or putting up a wall to shield. Uh, you from different projectile attacks and you know still all the charm of the world of no more heroes is there so um, definitely it kind of put me at ease in you know in concerns to worrying about just like smashing one button to like flail around my sword from side to side forever so yeah that's the i, I swear i saw an article pretty recently about uh, travis strikes again where um suda 51 said that the game is about 30 percent done which blows my wow. mind, kinda. When they were saying the game's also coming out this year, it's like how how fast does he expect to get this other thirty percent done? Is he underestimating him uh, where they're at right now? Well, other seventy percent, yeah. I mean, well, that's weird too, because when you at least when I've seen the game at, at uh, GDC, of course I didn't go this year, but I've been checking out the, the, our footage and stuff. It looks like it's really coming together. Like that to me reads like a game that's more than thirty percent complete. So that really actually surprises me to hear. Maybe they put all their time into pre-production at this point. And yeah. Still, this is like a super polished vertical slice, like what Nintendo likes to show off at presentations. And maybe there are more levels to show off. Like this world that's on the that was shown. There's going to be um, three. That's one third of it. There's two more levels, and I guess two more boss encounters. If you have to do that, like what six or seven times, like. I guess there could be a lot of work left to do, potentially. And each one is kind of different, so... Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm still looking forward to it. I enjoyed uh, the first Numo Heroes. I still have yet to actually go through and uh, play the second one, even though I have it. I just never got the chance. Yeah, same here. I played the first. I have the second. Just gonna get, haven't had a chance to get around to it. But what i got to do is i got to get the name of this damn game down, because I keep calling it No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Back. But it's Travis Strikes Again... No more heroes. So I not only have one of the words wrong, but I have the order of it wrong. Yeah. And I just keep calling it the wrong thing. Yeah. And that's because it is not No More Heroes 3. It is a spinoff. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like how I used to like when Breath of the Wild was first announced. I was like Breath of the Wind, Call of the Wild. No, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's weird how long it took that to get down, but now it's like so natural. <laughs> yeah. Yet to this day, I still catch people saying Wind Walker. People say, "Oh man, I love Zelda: The Wind Walker." I'm like, "What? That's funny. I've never played that one, and I'm a huge Zelda fan. So please tell me more." Yeah, what's that one like? Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and he's kind of on strings and just flies exactly. around. <laughs> doing yeah, you, you joke, but that would be kind of awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh boy, what have you been up to this past week, uh, Ash? Um, I mean, God, you know, other than the usual work, um, my, my wife and I have gotten caught up on a couple of movies via Redbox, as we've been promising we would for a few weeks now, and we have watched uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and Thor Ragnarok. And so we got caught up on those retroactively. Uh, really quick, Kingsman, I would say, was a lot better than its crappy reviews had led me to believe. It, like, it wasn't nearly as good as the first one, but it was still a lot of fun, and if you read the reviews of it... It's like, it's a terrible movie, don't waste your time, it's just not even worth your money. And No, man, we had a good time with the second one, even if it wasn't as good. Uh, I think the part that surprised me the most by it was just how little Channing Tatum actually is in it. Uh, just because the marketing for that movie makes it seem like he's just one of the big new stars in this second movie, and he's hardly in it, so that was kind of surprising. But mm-hmm. then uh, Thor was absolutely just as phenomenal as you told me, Derek, as everyone had been telling me. I wasn't surprised. But it was cool to see after, you know, Thor up to that point felt like he was like the least relevant kind of the just the part about the like the one in the original Avengers team in the MCU that people cared about the least. He was just like, eh, OK, Thor. oh, no, that's Hawkeye. Now he's like <laughs> awesome. And he's like one of my favorites and super cool. And you can't forget him now because he's got his cool new haircut. He's got Hulk with him. He's got I don't know. I just love the whole 80s hair metal marketing angle and the visuals. I, and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Jeff freaking Goldblum. <laughs> I want the Grandmaster back in every future MCU movie. God, I love that man. He's such a good actor. Uh, a, a nice uh, nice rebellion. Uh, well done, everybody. I, I think I did well. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, couldn't do it without me, so, you know, yay me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think, uh, Ty? <laughs> so good. God, I love him. He's he just, so yeah, I mean, everyone made that movie, but he also did in his own way. Like, I just... Mm. Oh, it was great. And talk about Tessa Thompson being like a total breakout star. She's like, I never cared about Lady Seif in the previous Thor movies, but she immediately, I'm like, okay, she's awesome. I'm totally down with her and I can't wait to see her. Hopefully she's in Infinity War. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, I, but I also wonder where the heck is Lady Seif because well, you, if you see Good the point. movie, you see what happened to the other Warriors 3. Yeah. And she's not seen once in that movie, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, him and Jane Foster broke up off screen because Natalie Portman whole thing. That makes sense, but whatever. Uh, and that was a lot of dead weight, that whole plot thread. And I don't know. I th- Thor Ragnarok felt like they were just cutting all of the dead weight from mm-hmm. that franchise and just like, hey, we're going to just go in this bold new direction, have a great time with it, have a lot of fun. That whole fight scene between Thor and Hulk and just everything between Thor and Hulk <laughs> after that was just gold. Absolute. Oh, yeah. go- I love how they were like basically college roommates for a bit. They were like these weird misfit college roommates, and I loved it. <laughs> you can sort of see why with the ending, why I said you had to make sure to watch this one before you went and see saw Infinity War. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, totally get it. <laughs> and and, even, and uh, now you can actually watch the trailer for it because they show what you know <laughs> again. Right. Well, and we did yeah. watch the trailer, which we're excited about. I, you know, yeah. I mean, we're excited as anybody else is about Infinity War. Probably not Andre. I know, I know Andre's not excited <laughs> about it, but 
But other than that, yeah, no, I, I'm excited, and uh, I don't know, what else did we, did I do this week? Mainly just, uh, yeah, you know, working, chipping away at some games. I, uh, I'm closing in on finishing the Secret of Mana remake. Nice. Again, not the best remake, but it's still fun, and I like seeing what all, what the areas look like and the remade visuals and stuff, and I gotta say, the further I get, as crappy as some of the remade soundtrack is, there are some really good gems in there, too, with some great remakes, so it's been fun. It's been kind of up and down, but still having a good time with it, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just, what else? I'm just kind of it, just working and <laughs> playing games and try, trying to make some progress. Yeah. Have you uh, been playing, I never asked this before, but do you, have you been playing Secret of Mana alone or with uh, your wife? No, 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 alone. I've been playing that alone. Uh, however, Basola and I are working on Kirby Star Allies together. We are playing oh, that. Nice. Um, progress perfect. just has been slow. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're both huge Kirby fans anyway, um, so we played Return to Dreamland together. And I'll have like my own file going too, where I'm just like playing my own file as well, kind of concurrently. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're not necessarily going for 100% or anything. Uh, we're just, you know, having a good time. Yeah, so, I think that uh, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And so, but that's that's a lot of fun. Progress has been a bit slow because I'm trying not to get too far ahead of our file, and you know, her, our time to play is limited together. Yeah. So progress has been a bit slow, but it's still Kirby. I'm having a great time. Um, I will say, I hate to be this person. I am. I really am enjoying the game, but while I wouldn't normally say this, I gotta say I I was spoiled by Triple Deluxe and Planet Robobot in mm-hmm. terms of playing at 60 frames per second and uh, I, i'm not usually the graphics score kind of guy i still really like the game but i gotta say playing star allies at 30 frames per second kind of doesn't feel as good to me i know you don't notice the difference as much Derek, and that's good but for me i'm just like uh it's it's still a lot of fun but i just want to play these games at 60 frames uh, i was uh i checked out the demo with andre when i was down there and it's just surprising how good the game looks yeah but at the same time it's like well, I don't need Kirby to look this good. Uh, I can <laughs> deal with the higher frame rates. <laughs> yeah, like it, it really, and the, the backgrounds really do look great. And I guess Nintendo has said that those, you know, the, the rendered backgrounds and, and just the quality of them is why the game is in 30 frames. And that's fine. And the game really does look beautiful, but I would have taken a slight downgrade in graphical quality to push that frame rate up to 60 frames per second. I just think it really does make a difference in platformers. But it's still a lot of fun, and it's I'm not it's not a knock against the game in terms of like it's not it's not good. No, it's still great. But I'm just it's something I've noticed. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where it's uh, I, I I totally see where people are coming from. The game still looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's just you want that smoothness there, and it's not totally quite delivering, which is a bit of a bummer. But hopefully, the next Kirby game will fix that and i do think they need to change up their gameplay style for the next kirby some yeah something that changes up from the formula that we've had for four games now and i agree it, it definitely like we've i feel like the uh what was it uh triple deluxe kind of or maybe even return to dreamland kind of began this i don't want to call it like new super mario brothers-esque because it's a lot more interesting than the new super mario brothers series but it's like that you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. started with return to dreamland it was like that kind of modern standard kirby formula which has been carried over in Triple Deluxe and Planet Robobot and now Star Allies. And I do think that that kind of new standard Kirby form, or modern standard Kirby, is kind of getting a little stale. So I agree. I, I hope they kind of switch it up a little bit next time. Yeah, that's fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah. but it's still Kirby. Time. Yeah, it's still Kirby. Yeah. Kirby you're it's gonna still my favorite good, Nintendo character. Exactly. Period. You're going to get a good game out of Kirby. It's just the level of quality is, you know, yeah. ranges. Because you can have some really high highs with the series. Exactly. I do. I will say though, I really do love the world maps. Like that, oh, that's yeah. something that I would like to see. I, I wasn't expecting that, and that was like, 
it, they, they look so cool and they're so non-traditional for a Kirby game. I'm starting to think about how cool it would be to get a 3D Kirby game that was completely like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be my hope. Uh, you know, even take a little bit from I think it's Amazing Mirror was kind of like a Metroid S type thing. Where yeah, I mean. Pull from Milky Way wishes as you're hunt, hunting down Kirby's powers. Have them hell yes. switch between them. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ideas they can work with with Kirby and make him work and keep it interesting. But we'll see what How does from this point on. Uh, yeah. I mean, they can totally switch things up and have a all of a sudden 3D remake of Adventures of Lolo, and I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. I, it's been sort of the same for me. Although my week was mostly spent with. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> of course. I uh, the funny thing is I underestimated how, how uh, well I guess I, yeah I underestimated how long that game was because I was like okay it's you know each chapter is about an hour long and you can definitely manage that but I was checking things out uh, all this other stuff so I ended up going a little bit longer than probably typical uh, just because I like to be thorough I like to like play it as if I was normally and all that fun stuff. But I also was putting it off because uh, last weekend I wanted to make up for the fact that I hadn't streamed for a month. So I I um, played for uh, what was supposed to be four hours, but and both of them ended up being closer to five hours, which... Oh, my God. That's, that's uh, a lot of streaming there. and then uh, That's a lot of streaming. Yeah, so I was just kind of worn out from that. Then I had to get right into Detective Pikachu and... Uh, play through that whole thing and then I fin- I, I because it's stor- so story heavy I needed to make sure that the plot didn't all of a sudden just crap the bed at the very end because I can with a game like this it really can affect how you enjoy the game overall so I beat it uh, but then I had like 14 hours until the embargo was up and I had to write it up and get the review ready and all that stuff fortunately it's not like it's a hard game to review it's 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 basically the Pokemon version of a latent game or an Ace Attorney game, just even simpler than that. It's very linear, very story-based. You're just looking for clues, going about it all, all that fun stuff. But again, the charm in those games is so good. And Detective Pikachu himself uh, is it just is a great character. And they even the English voice acting across the board is excellent. Uh, it's just the question for most people is going to be, do I want this really easy experience? <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Oh. It's so not, no, like, uh, nothing that really puzzled you to figure out during the game? Not really. And, I, I mean, a couple times, like, I I, I missed miss something because I my attention got pulled away. Uh, and I looked back, I was like, crap, what did they ask me? And trying to figure it out, and I just missed the context. So that stumbled me up, but nothing any of any real consequence. And you can try wrong answers as long as you want. It was like, eh, no, that's not it. Try again. And you will, yeah. you cannot lose in this. You know, you'll never be punished. It's not like Ace Attorney where you accuse the a certain amount of wrong times and it'll, nope, you lose, try again. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's just, it's it's super easy, which is something actually, we were talking about Kirby Star Allies, it's, that seems to be kind of a trend right now, at least with these two games, because that's that's also a game where it seems like it's impossible to actually get a game over. I mean, oh, yeah. even among Kirby games, Star Allies is unbelievably easy. Like, oh, you, uh, I think we had like 30 lives by the end of the first level or something, or dude, 20 I'm, lives. It was but, crazy. With all the coverage I've been doing, all the extra videos of just playing through this, that, or the other thing, I'm at like 350 lives in Kirby. Oh yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they just they just give out like lives and stars and puzzle pieces like candy in that in that game. <laughs> it is ridiculous, but yeah, I mean the thing is, kind of like Kirby, that the visuals of Detective Pikachu are so good. This yeah. game looks amazing on the 3DS. 
it kind of makes you feel bad that it's on the 3DS because you'd love to see this on your TV, but, you know, they've already had the uh, it all set up. But if we're getting a Detective Pikachu sequel and it's on the Switch, oh, I am so ready for it. <laughs> it looks so yeah. good. Yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it that much because it seemed like there was kind of an uncertain amount of hype behind it. Just kind of like, okay, well... I guess it's because we'd been hearing about Detective Pikachu for so long. Like, it just felt like we'd been hearing about this game and this movie on and off now for quite a while. And Two I think years. I was just getting kind of tired of it. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, we'll just come out already. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm glad it turned out to actually be worth the wait. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's a good game. I think it depends on what you're looking for when you go to purchase it. But if you go in with the right mind, mindset, I think you can definitely get in, get some enjoyment out of Detective Pikachu. And, nice. Uh, yeah. I, I did uh, maybe, get it. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say quickly, maybe the uh, the difficulty is related to a stat I heard at GDC where, um, let's say in a multiplayer game, if you lose the first two matches of a game without killing anyone, you have like a 90% chance of never playing multiplayer again. Mm-hmm. So maybe Nintendo has found some stat with kids that if they don't beat a game, maybe they'll never play video games again. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Screw video games. I can't win. I'm not playing them ever again. I just don't right. ever handle it. <laughs> That's true, though. There is a certain retention factor there where you don't want to, you know, you don't want to frustrate a first time player too quickly because they just won't come back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there, that is interesting that you bring up that angle. Yeah, just my thoughts. They're like more geared towards new players. So, yeah, we've played games for decades now (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly and that's the thing not everybody plays video games for a challenge you can just play it to relax so it makes sense to not necessarily have a hard video game every time you know yeah no i think one of the the, one of the great misconceptions is that a game has to be challenging to be fun i mean some players derive fun from challenge and that's fine like some people really want they get that challenge from just beating their head against the wall in a game like dark souls and i respect that but there's also something to be said for just playing an easy game like with again kirby like it's doesn't challenge me even slightly but at the same time i'm having a great time with it anyway because it's just a fun chill game to relax with so yeah like it just depends on what you're looking for mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely it doesn't have to be tough to be fun so oh actually i should say um that r- reminded me i don't know why but one other game i have been playing and which a game and watch will be going up at some point of is randomly uh, dj max respect for the ps4 which of course, you Game Explain fans know if there's a random, wacky rhythm game that <laughs> needs to be played, it's going to be me. And uh, so look forward to that if you're a fan of rhythm games or the, the DJ Max series in particular. But I've been having a lot of fun with that game, actually. So oh. look forward to that game and watch if you're into that stuff. And uh, one thing I forgot to mention, too, about GDC is I got to play Untitled Goose Game. Uh, oh, nice. Show. The, awesome. Uh, asshole goose game <laughs> <laughs> i just like making life difficult for that farmer but it, w- it was pretty good it started towards the end it got pretty tricky because you kind of have to drag things far away and because anytime you move an object the farmer comes back and wants to put it into place so you kind of have to get the farmer way off track and like one of them was getting him to wear a sun hat and i think i had to move a cooler towards the door and grab the hat and i couldn't quite figure out how to get him on but yeah, that, that game's very charming. <laughs> it sounds amusing. like it. Well, I mean, even with just the name, like, Untitled Goose Game, I mean, it's got to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, that, that that was a brilliant trailer. It was just so weird and fun. It was like, okay, you have my attention. I do want to check this out. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the only other thing I could think of that I did this past week was I did go see uh, the new Tomb Raider movie, and it's fine. I mean, if you have any familiarity yeah. at all, it's 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 basically the storyline of the um, 
the 2013 game with elements that were introduced with the uh, second game, uh, but also just really truncated. And it works. It's 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 fine. It's not bad or anything. It's also just not, you know, exciting in any real way. Uh, there's there's some fun callbacks yeah. to, the, to the 2013 game and what you can do there. But I did kind of miss out on some of the elements that are in the game that they decided not to have in the in the movie like the survival element she never has to actually survive in the uh uh-huh. in the in the in the wild it's all you know dealing with bad guys mostly you know um, sure which yeah and whole new opening bit bit, bit, bit there sort of characterize her a bit more before she even gets to the island um which works for a movie type setting but yeah i mean it was it was it was fine you know which is, you know, on the upper spectrum when it comes to uh, video game movies, so... Hooray? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd actually have heard that it wasn't as horrible as it seemed like it could have been, and that even though the movie's completely forgettable, a lot of the reviews seem to agree that, like, she's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, I think her name's, like, good. Alicia Vikander. Or, yeah, like, mm-hmm. she makes a good Lara Croft, so... You know, at least that that's the kind of the consistent review I've been saying, is like, eh, movie around her forgettable but she's actually a pretty good Lara Croft so we'd like to see her come back alright well let's go ahead and jump into our uh, news for this week and we have a few topics in here there's a few in here that I thought not maybe a lot of discussion that can get out of them but uh, definitely some that I'm interested in talking about so first of all uh, Nintendo has announced that the there will be a Super Smash Bros. Switch Invitational and a Splatoon 2 World Tournament uh, at E3 this year which, okay, <laughs> that um, Hell yes. that basically confirms that um, that uh, Smash Brothers is going to be playable at, uh, at E3. Which I mean, we all kind of knew, but yeah, I can't wait. the The Smash Invitational, the Smash Four Invitational, is one of the most exciting E3 related events I've ever attended. Uh, of course, that was part partially. I mean, a new Smash game, also because of the hype of Mega Man being added, was still new then. But still, whatever newcomers they're adding this time, we don't know beyond Inkling, and we don't really know what the whole rest of the roster looks like, even though I assume it's just going to be based on Smash 4s. But yeah, another Smash Invitational? Ah, can't wait. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm so already so ready for this E3 between Smash Switch and Mega Man 11. I just, I'm so excited. Splatoon 2 is also really cool, like that we're getting a world championship, but that's also good, but mm-hmm. obviously all eyes are on Smash. Yeah, I mean, the Splatoon 2 tournament before was fun and interesting, but it's, you know, it, it, you know what to yeah. kind of expect there, so I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, but it, it's it's cool that they're still uh, maintaining the tournament format, especially with, you know, for each uh, region being represented and uh, something for people to watch. Like, Nintendo always makes sure there's plenty to watch while they're at E3, which is really cool, and yeah, all eyes are going to be on that Smash Switch Invitational and... Oh, yeah. It's going to be big. <laughs> I can't cool. wait. And I will probably arms. be there watching and yeah. covering it live. <laughs> you ain't that the truth, Tom. Poor arms. Yeah, yeah right. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, say, no, I hear you. Poor arms indeed. Although, hey, you know, still, 1.5 million-ish copies sold is still not, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, it's really not bad. It's good. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, compared to Smash, it's just always going to be dwarfed by Smash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also indicates that we're going to have to learn about the lineup, at least this initial lineup, before the uh, before E3, so we have more Smash information coming within the next two months. 
Oh, for sure. I, I kind of figured that was the case. Like, I, I didn't think that they were going to just withhold all new Smash information until E3. They've, you know, it's a Sakurai. This is, he's like the master of hype. He's, he knows exactly how and when to drip feed little bits of information, so I'm sure that when they want to start that process, they're going to do it in a very specific way that's going to just make us keep hanging on every new update or whatever, they, however they decide to do it this time. Yeah, absolutely. They're just so good at doing that, and it's... yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, oh, I, I'm so excited. I, I pro- God, I can't wait. I don't know. I probably won't be at the tournament itself. I'll probably be at the um, uh, office, uh, the home base, essentially. <laughs> Watch well, you it know, out. possibly not, though, because if I remember correctly, at least last time, and I'd have to look up the date, but the Smash Invitational last time, I think, took place on the Sunday or the Monday before E3. So if that's the case again, and it's not happening on an E3 day then I feel, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get into the press room anyway, so you can't be there. So yeah. I feel like you probably, we would just all be there together, I would hope. Uh, well, the other idea is that if they announce something there, we want to be available to pop it up on True. the thing right away. That's why, True. Yeah. no matter what, I'm not going to be able to go be there live. As cool as it would be, it's just not Right, okay. But, uh, I think we. I said we make Andre stay back one of these times and do it. You always <laughs> stay back. You all. You never go to these things live. You should go, man. I mean, we'll see what Hashtag happens. save Derek. Hashtag imprison Andre. <laughs> I think there's a new plan to try to get somebody off-site to try to cover news stories so we can more have the two teams of two getting footage during the show, at least. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. a, a free Derek campaign, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I like it. yeah, I'm not sure what the full plan is, so... Yeah. We haven't we'll see how it turns really out. talked about it. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, we were, we were joking earlier about how we're going to be so focused on getting every bit of Smash Switch coverage that we can that I'm just not going to have time to go play Mega Man 11. Like, eh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, boy, well, speaking of Smash, there's a little bit of other news in here. Um, Microsoft's Phil Spencer has said that he is still open to Banjo-Kazooie appearing in Smash Brothers Switch. Um, which is really cool. Uh, you know, people would love that. But the fact that he's saying anything right now, I don't know. I feel like if he, if Banjo Kazooie was going to appear in Smash Switch, he would just keep his mouth shut. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sure. I mean, it does seem like at this point, any final character choices have to be locked in. Yeah. Other than DLC, of course. But yeah, because the game's coming out this year, we already know. So that that this roster has, been, or whatever newcomers have been added to the roster, were decided long ago. But this also could be a red herring. You know, he could be saying that just to completely throw people off. But, I mean, it's, it's also weird, too, because it's like, they're such a good fit. Like, Banjo-Kazooie is one of those rare third-party characters that actually is a really, really, really good fit for Smash because of their history with Nintendo. What what else is standing in the way? Like, who would say no to this? I can't imagine Sakurai would. So, like, let's Nintendo, if, if Microsoft I mean, is the only barrier here, and they're not a barrier, know, so let's make it happen. I think it's Nintendo's the barrier. Because Probably. there's a major yeah. difference between a third-party publisher and a third-party platform holder. Totally. So, yeah. That's... Ugh, yeah. But that's Banjo-Kazooie. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the past, though. Like, I think Rare finished up a few Game Boy... Was it Game Boy Color? Or like, yeah, 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 Game, Game Boy, Boy games are owned by Microsoft. Color, yeah. Um, True. But I, I have an announcement for news. Um, I'm open to people giving me millions of dollars for nothing. So that, that's <laughs> nice. my announcement. I mean, I think we're well, all Thank you we're for that exclusive that. information. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there like Phil Spencer. Other people are kind of being the gatekeepers on that one. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn you, Phil, Phil Spencer, why won't you let us let people give me money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness. well, you know if they if it's not you know whatever even if it's not if they're not in the base roster for Smash whatever this ends up being I do hope it's maybe DLC maybe someday we'll get the Baron Bird in here because they do so fit yeah I mean they do mm-hmm. so belong oh yeah and you could easily craft their move set and do something oh, with them it almost crafts itself there are so many moves to pull from that and they're so iconic from that game I mean the t- the talent trot and whatever like there are so many moves. It, it it basically builds itself the move the move list oh yeah and the move set yeah yeah final smash based off nuts and bolts two is entirely possible so <laughs> their final smash were, should be them summoning ukulele just so they can have something to do <laughs> just so they can just have a, a little cam- I don't think I've seen little anybody, cameo I don't think I've seen anybody like I want ukulele for smash no I know <laughs> no no just so, just so they have something to do they can feel like they you know belong in, in some sense. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, moving on. Uh, something that should be a little exciting for you, Ash. Uh, Hori is creating a left Joy-Con that has a normal D-tad. D-tad. D-pad. <laughs> but, it's detached. Uh, yeah, detached. Uh, but, it's only, but so far, it's only announced for Japan. However, it will have no acceleration, no gyro sensor, or vibration features. It is mainly just there so you can have the D-pad. Uh, and but that to go along with that, it's also a lot cheaper than most Joy-Con. I think it's only like twenty five dollars after the uh, transfer. Uh, oh wow! Money. So uh, maybe I'm a snob, but I don't think I'd go for this. I I would really don't want to have my right Joy-Con working with you know gyro and acceleration and vibration, but my left one not. And plus, I already have a modded one that does have all those features. So ah, I, I okay. mean, obviously, it's much cheaper to get this, and I respect that completely. But I feel like part of the appeal of these controllers, at least for me, is the fact that they do have all these different functionalities, especially vibration. I straight up don't want to have a Joy-Con without HD Rumble. Maybe I'm a snob? Fine, call me a snob. <laughs> but I, I like HD Rumble so much that I would not spring for this. Yeah, I can see that. I, mean, I actually completely forgot that you had modded your uh, Joy-Con. Yeah, no, I had a, a buddy of mine did it. He's, he specializes in it. He did a great job. So and I have this, uh, you know, of course it was a lot more expensive. I had to, you know, pay for parts, which is a Joy-Con and, you know, slight labor. But still, you know, you get, it's it's a full Joy-Con though. It's not like, it's not gimped in any way. It's a full Joy-Con and it has a D-pad. So mm-hmm. I think in this case, it's worth the extra money. I'd say so. I probably wouldn't spring for this either because I do not mind the split D-pad. I've never had really much of an issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. So you are a snob, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am um, totally a 2D snob. I admit it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, I like that it's an option for people for people who really want that sort of thing. What about yeah. you, Tom? Would you would you spring for it? or? Oh, I don't know about right now, but I certainly know my younger self at a time, like, Especially considering controller prices right now, I would consider it for multiplayer, like something like I don't know Bomberman or something like that. If I had mm. that, um, and to have a bunch of friends over, because I don't know what is it like ninety dollars for a set of Joy Cons or something like, like that. Eighty, I think it's so eighty. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, my younger self could definitely have benefited from something like this. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what the third party controllers were always all about. It's like I need more controllers, but I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to hope it doesn't break. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, uh, next up, Nintendo uh, has revealed their top t- 10 selling Nindies. 
And they didn't give any kind of specific order, but they include Golf Story, SteamWorld Dig 2, Stardew Valley, Enter the Gungeon, Comico, Fast RMX, Overcooked, NBA Playgrounds, Shovel Knight, uh, Treasure Trove, and Celeste. And uh, there's some interesting ones in there, like the fact that uh, Enter the Gungeon and Celeste are in there already when they are definitely the most recent ones. That's impressive. Yeah, it really is. I, I when I, I saw Celeste there, I'm like, wow, already? Like it did that well? I knew it had done well, but I didn't know it had done so well that it's already one of the top ten best selling Nindies ever. So, yeah, hats off to the the developers of Celeste. It's great. It's it's a fantastic game. It deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, surprising though. A lot of these, some of these games, you know, they come out earlier, so it's definitely going to be hard for other titles to crack this list. So yeah, definitely impressive. Celeste and Enter the Gungeon did it. And I'm I'm surprised that something like NBA Playgrounds showed up there. Like yeah. I'd never really That's heard of it. I'm like, oh wow. I didn't think. I don't I mean this may just be due to my general sports game ignorance, but I didn't know NBA Playgrounds was an indie game. Like, yeah. I mean, if if it's if it carries the official NBA license, can it be an indie game? Like, I don't. I'm honestly I don't not quite sure. get that. I mean, I would assume that Minecraft would be on this list as well, but maybe because it's published by Microsoft or something like that. I, even though well owned by Microsoft, maybe that's why it's discounted. But I'm not sure. He's, I, I would have expected Sonic Mania to count, but but I, and I absolutely think it would be here. I can't imagine Sonic Mania didn't sell as well as all ten of these games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that wouldn't count, but something like NBA Playgrounds would. But yeah, again, I, I have no knowledge of sports games, or very little, so it could very well just make complete sense. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure at all, but there's, I mean, it's cool to see, uh, it's actually really cool to see Fast RMX in here, because... Yeah, I was thinking yeah, that too. That is F-Zero, maybe, it's like everybody else wants, maybe there is an audience for this, who knows? <laughs> I know, I mean, it, it, if Nintendo's paying attention, then yes, hopefully, because yeah, I was, uh, was really surprised to see Fast RMX here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope that Nintendo doesn't just think, well, they got Fast RMX, they don't need us here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially because Fast RMX is, is closer, in my opinion, to Wipeout than it actually is F-Zero. Just the way that the cars handle and mm-hmm. just the physics in general, it feels a lot closer to Wipeout, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I'd say an excellent mix in there, so we'll see if that changes at all next year, if they decide to re- release it, if the Nindies continue to sell well. But yeah, we'll see how it all goes. Um, now this next bit of news stories, I'm actually very interested what you have to think, what you think about this, Ash. Um, as the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary uh, Collection uh, has has a release date now, it's coming out uh, May 29th. Um, now Switch has already been announced to have its own sort of unique tournament mode that's based off, I believe, Street Fighter 2. It was said. However, uh, apparently that what non-Switch consoles get in exchange for that is if they, as a, uh, is that if uh, somebody pre-orders it as a bonus, they will also get Ultra Street Fighter 4, which, I gotta admit, that's more compelling to me than the Switch version. <laughs> I'm in total, I mean, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I agree that Ultra Street Fighter 4 is a way better bonus than this, you know, Switch exclusive tournament mode. No doubt about that. But I've already played a ton of Street Fighter 4. I mean, I don't... And I already own Super Street Fighter 4 and the original. Like, Mm -hmm. it would be cool to get Ultra for free, sure. And I'm sure there's a huge contingent of the fan base for whom that would be a big deal. But I don't feel like that's... I'd I'd still rather have this game on Switch because the idea of having 12 Street Fighter games online, on the go, 
is still much more attractive to me than getting a free copy of Ultra Street Fighter 4 as a pre-order bonus. That's cool, mm -hmm. but, you know, I already have plenty of Street Fighter games on consoles that I can't take with me. I love the idea of having online-enabled Third Strike and, you know, what I think it's uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I think it is, and, and yeah, I mean... Uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3, I think. It, yeah, yeah like, Alpha 3. These games are online on the go, and I'm just like, yeah, that's more interesting to me still than getting Ultra Street Fighter 4 as a pre-order bonus. So it's cool, and, and I have seen people on Twitter like really angry, like, well, you know, if, if those platforms are going to get it, then it's just it's bullshit that, uh, that Nintendo isn't going to get Ultra Street Fighter 4, and it's like, well... No, I mean let's let's keep things in perspective. There is no Switch version of Ultra Street Fighter Four. They're not going to build that game just to release it as a pre-order bonus. So let's keep things in perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yes, this is it's... a really cool bonus, but this isn't something that the Switch should have had automatically. Oh like, yeah, come on. I, there's no way I think that. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. it's even nice that they added something to the Switch version that the other versions don't get to kind of make up for that. Um, exactly. I've only ever purchased, I think. Super Street Fighter 4. I don't know how much of an improvement Ultra is over Super, so... Uh, I think it just had even more... more like added a couple of new <laughs> yeah, characters, characters, and, like, you know, it was another rebalancing across the board of, all, of the roster. I mean, it's... It, as I understand it, it's considered to be an incredibly well-balanced Street Fighter game for, like, for pros in terms of that's a really good one to play if you haven't already moved on to Street Fighter 5, but I think most people have. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's cool that you get this you know, final version of Street Fighter 4, but is that really that big a deal in the grand context of things? Eh, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this, Tom? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely more excited for the old ones, because, yeah, like, I already have a few copies of Street Fighter 4 around, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. to revisit, like, Third Strike I think I had on Dreamcast, so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely fun to move back to those old 2D ones, and they play... You know, pretty much as well as the new ones. So it's fine to go back and check them out again. And the 2D art is just gorgeous back then for uh, ones after Street Fighter 2. So I'm definitely interested. Mm -hmm. Consider me interested. And Street Fighter, yeah, like Street Fighter 4 is like, uh, it's, it's still recent in my memory. So I don't have to go back yet. Yeah. I, right. I think that makes sense. You guys make compelling points uh, about What's funny, sort of it is I actually thought it already had a release date. Maybe that's just me making things up in my head, but I could have sworn I that I already knew this game was coming out on May 29th. I don't know why. Maybe. I don't. I might have been wrong. I don't know. It, just, okay. it seemed like it was like, hey, here's the release date, and this is the pre-order bonus. Or maybe like it's the big announcement, like, hey, this really is the release date, and by the way, here's the pre-order bonus to go along with it. I don't know. Right. Um, but it, it, it is really cool to have all those games, because here's the thing. I've only ever played... Hyper Street Fighter 2 or a hyper edition of Street Fighter 2 on Genesis and yeah that's it and then Street Fighter the Street Fighter 4 like I missed out on Third Strike the Alpha series all that like I have not touched any of the games on this list other than the hyper edition of Street Fighter 2 nice although if it was on Genesis I feel like you must have been playing Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition because I think Hyper Street maybe Fighter it was 2 Champion was Edition. Saturn maybe it was I think Champion it was Saturn. Edition yeah, I think it, it must have been, because I think Hyper Street Fighter 2 is either Saturn or Sega CD. I can't remember. I, I, I think it featured Guile doing his uh, kick against Bison on the cover. That's, yeah, that's Champion Edition, for okay, sure, yeah, I Champion think, Edition. yeah. But I remember but there was I, a way to I, I, have, like, way, super fast characters, so maybe that's why right, it sticks right. out. But I am looking forward to this. Like, I, I'm, I assume and hope that we'll get a review copy, because this is something I've, I want to cover. I'm just, you know, again, I've never been good at Street Fighter, really, but I just really love the world and the characters and just the gameplay. Just I enjoy 
the series, even though I'm not a pro at it. So I'm really looking forward to kind of revisiting all these games. And to my mind, Third Strike still has maybe the best pixel animation ever, like in mm-hmm. across the whole. And it's like it's so good. The animation in Third Strike, it's its really, really inspiring. <laughs> now you can play through them in chronological order. Start with Street Fighter, then uh, <laughs> yeah. the Alpha series, then two, then um, three. <laughs> then three, exactly. Oh, goodness. Or if you're being really accurate, uh, accurate after two, then four, then, then five, five, then, yeah. <laughs> then three. Then three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this Take isn't break in there, watch the movie. Yeah, I've watched the movie in there. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, both movies. Yeah, there's got to like, fit there's... Legend of Chun Li in there too. Somehow. Oh god, well, Legend, I hear Legend of Chun Li yeah. is awful. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's ghastly bad. Like it's <laughs> it's it's just not even enjoyably bad. Like the original Street Fighter movie that I still find to be so fun to watch. No, Legend of Chun Li is actual just crap. It has literally zero redeeming yeah. factors <laughs> about it. Like none. Yeah, I still can't believe they cast Neil McDonough as as Bison. I was like, "What? Who? <laughs> what? Who ever thought like, oh yeah, he's Bison? That guy looks ju- totally Bison." That, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Say what you will about Raul Julia, he actually did look like Bison. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he killed it. Like that was his role of a lifetime, literally. Sadly, but like he he yeah. absolutely just destroyed that role in the best way possible and yeah he had a great time with it whereas yeah neil mcdonald's bison is like wait a minute what okay and he just wasn't good <laughs> the ble- bleached hair and all that i was like uh sure <laughs> yeah go with that it was oh it was so bad god yeah that movie i, I remember like uh, basil and i watched it just to see like okay you know how bad could it possibly be we'll probably have fun laughing at its badness no it was just boring and bad and just bad mm-hmm yeah, nothing like a b- uh, boring bad movie. You need to have yeah. a silly yeah. bad movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, last bit of news we have this week. Uh, I'm sure this is one that excites you, uh, Ash. We have our official plot synopsis Excuse me, for the upcoming Mega Man cartoon but made by Man of Action. I'm sure you're yeah. excited for this. So, for those of you who have not <laughs> read uh, this... The basically synopsis for this or our setup for this uh, show. Aki Light is a regular, upbeat robot schoolboy. He lives in the futuristic world of Silicon City, co inhabited by robots and humans. But this robot boy has a secret. Deep within his programming lies protocols that can transform him into the powerful hero Mega Man. When the villainous Sergeant Knight and his evil team of robot masters emerge with ill intentions. Mega Man dedicates himself... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Me- Mega Man dedicates himself to protecting the citizens of Silicon City. Equipped with his Mega Buster arm cannon and the ability to absorb the powers of his opponents, he bravely battles the wickedest of villains. In this brand new series inspired by the iconic Mega Man video game, comical, action-packed adventures abound as we follow the journey of Aki Light and his alter ego, Mega Man, as he strives to balance life as an ordinary robot boy and an amazing superhero. What the hell? Yes! (laughs) Jesus. I think my favorite slash least favorite part of this is the fact that the villain, I guess, is Sergeant Knight. I I, I assume that's supposed to play in with Dr. Light, Light, Knight, whatever, Aki Light. What? 
I mean, I don't care. Okay, fine. I get a, I get that they're doing their own thing, but there are certain things you have to have in, in any permutation of classic Mega Man. One of those things is Dr. Wily. What is this Sergeant Knight nonsense? <laughs> they don't want I mean, to spoil it. He'll be Dr. Wily later. Exactly. Right, or maybe like Dr. Exactly. Wily's behind it. We'll but, see his design oh is sort God. of like Mr. X. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is Dr. Wily. <laughs> this or is the other idea like, is like at the end of season one, it's revealed that Wily's the one behind it all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like he's I mean, the figure and, behind the scenes. And you see Mega Man up here, and he just looks so ghastly bad. Like, like it's just, they improved it's, his design somewhat, but it's still not yeah. great. Well, what's funny, too, is, like, you know, it was bad when, when you know, the, the hopes of all Mega Man fans were really just riding on this because there was nothing else. But now that Mega Man 11's coming, like, this seems to matter so little. Like, I, I mean, really the only thing that this cartoon had going for it was that it was all we had for a while. So it's like, oh, this is going to be horrible, but better I guess nothing. you better pay attention to it because <laughs> it's all we have. Now we have what we want. Mega Man 11's coming. This literally serves no purpose for fans. So I, you know, as much as I hate how this looks, I just don't care anymore because I have Mega Man 11 to be excited about. So this this will come out and it'll probably be terrible, but it's not really going to bother me, I don't think, because again, I've got the game I want. So... Yeah. I just don't I don't get their angle here. I don't know mm. who they're trying to appeal to because I don't think this is going to appeal to newcomer like kids who aren't into Mega Man. I can't see why this would appeal to them. And it's sure as hell not going to appeal to longtime fans. So who are they going for here? No, I could actually see this totally appealing to kids because it follows that same tropish thing was like, I got to hide my identity. I got this group of friends. I can't let them know. True, totally. But there have been so many of those and, and so many mm. of those that do it better. Oh, yeah. That's like, why I'm just like, I feel like it's not doing anything different or new that kids haven't already seen is what is, I don't know, and even done better by Mega Man's own standards. Like, this is something that, that happens in Battle Network and Star Force. Like, these, those animes already, did, and games, obviously, already did the whole <clears throat> undercover kid superhero type thing way better than this is, and it's not even out yet. <laughs> well, I don't even know. Kids have a short memory, and some of them might have missed those good shows, so maybe they'll just see this one and think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll say this. the hmm? I said, I mean, we've all seen our bad shows that we actually really liked as a kid, and they look back and be like, what the hell were we thinking? Power Rangers. <laughs> right. Yeah. What were we going to say? I mean, that? I am kind of looking forward to just how bad this, this ends up being. Like, I don't see that there's any way that this is going to surprise me and actually be great, like the Castlevania anime. Like, that surprised me, and it was awesome. This, I just feel like it's going to come out and be every bit as awful as it already looks, but there is something to be said for that. I mean, if it's if it's so bad that it ends up being funny, then that could be something to be excited about in its own way, I guess. Kind of like, you know, I always look forward to seeing all the cutscenes in Mega Man X4 because they're just fun to watch. They're, they're so bad, so... You know, there could be some enjoyment to be derived in that sense. I will say that I did learn something, and that is uh, from the synopsis. I didn't know that wickedest was a word. I thought it was, you know, more or most wicked. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, oh, man, that guy is so much wickeder than that other dude, or, man, he's the wickedest of villains. I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. So I did learn that today, which is cool. And when a new villain comes along, he can be the wickedest -er. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Perfect. Although I guess I guess since we're on the on the subject, since we're talking about Mega Man, there is one more news bit that I can just kind of extrapolate from this and kind of roll right into, which is about the Mega Man X Legacy Collections, uh, which we still don't know exactly what the format 
of those releases are going to be. They're so far they seem they seem to be called Mega Man X Legacy Collection One and Two. But either way, there's been I think it was like the European Ratings Board or Australian I can't remember, but some Ratings Board um, did. Uh, like they basically laid out some of the extra gallery content in the upcoming Mega Man X Legacy Collections, mm-hmm. and one of the things people notice is there are a bunch of trailers, but there's also the Day of Sigma anime from Ooh. Maverick Hunter X. So it's looking like Day of Sigma is going to be included with these X Legacy. Collections. Oh, that's perfect! Right, which is really cool. I kind of wish they'd go all the way and just include Maverick Hunter X in it as well. But you know, if not, still I'll take Day of Sigma, which was so much better than it had any right to be it's so good <laughs> like unironically great and it, it all it, all it will do once you've watched it is make you wonder why there hasn't been a an episodic Mega Man X anime yet because it would it's made for anime or just be even more depressed that we never got Maverick Hunter X2 3 4 oh, 5 <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah I thought that was really cool if they're bringing back Day of Sigma for this I mean it's something that any Mega Man fan should watch it's great mm-hmm yeah, that'd be a nice bonus for people who never played the PSP game, uh, yeah, which is probably a sure. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say, though, Ash, I, I'm, I'm tempted to assign you, each week we do these podcasts now, to hate watch the new episode of uh, this Mega Man cartoon and report Oh, I'll probably do it anyway. <laughs> you don't have to ask me or assign me. I'll do it anyway, because I want to see. That's, That's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's start a new uh, live reaction series of Ash... Watching bad uh, Mega Man cartoons. <laughs> well, and it's great too because like I can watch them and still have a great time because I'm like you know perfectly protected by my Mega Man Eleven armor. So like any its badness is just gonna wash right off me because I know I have the game I want coming. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope they don't pull a last second switch on the characters like Jet Force Gemini. And it's like, hey, uh, we're taking three more months. Gonna make oh, it look like the cartoon show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst possible thing. Oh man. So which is the? I wonder what the less accurate Mega Man is: this new Mega Man or the Mega Man from Captain N? <laughs> Ooh, that's. I mean, I guess I guess by default it would have to be Captain N, just because that doesn't even look like Mega Man or sound like him. I, at least this guy, I guess, like is in the realm of it. Yeah, he, he sounds like a like Mega Mega. Yeah, he sounds <laughs> terrible. But at least this new Mega Man, you know, new Mega Man, whatever, he's in the realm of what a Mega Man looks like, I guess. Mm. It's sort like, of cl- close kind of <laughs> somewhere kind there. of Aj- he's like Mega Man adjacent there you go <laughs> adjacent man perfect yeah all right well let's go ahead and get into our uh uh, Patreon topics this week. As always, for just one dollar a month, you guys can support us on Patreon. Get these podcasts usually three days every fr- uh, three days early every Friday. A little late on this one, just because uh, just timing was not working out. Couldn't really make times work, so uh, that's why we're doing it. Recording this Saturday morning, um, but yes, uh, you can support us on that and offer up questions like the ones we have here. So, uh, who wants to start start for this one? Uh, Derek, why don't you start this time? Okay. Uh, mine comes from Fire Flash Drive, who says, Sup, GX. Uh, sorry, it's kind of long. Uh, so, as we all know, Smash has been announced, and it has been confirmed that Sakurai has been working on this game in secret. This makes me, ha- this makes me happy and kind of upset. Which brings me to my question. Do you think it's a good idea for game developers to be making games in the same series over and over again, or should, should they try to branch out and make something different? Smash may be my second favorite game series behind Kingdom Hearts, but Sakurai has been my favorite has to be my favorite developer in the game industry, and in legit and it legit makes me sad 
the, to see that he's making Smash for Switch almost immediately after Smash 4 almost injured the man. I do want Smash Switch, but not at the expense of him working to death to give it to us. If he truly wants to continue making the series and loves making it, then great. But if he's going to go on about five or six years of, of straight Smash Brothers, if anything... Um, but he is going on about uh, five to six years of straight Smash Brothers, if anything. Sorry, misread that. Uh, he yeah. should try making another game just so he won't go crazy. Uh, and thanks for picking my topic. Uh, hashtag Sora for Smash. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I was That was actually one of my big concerns. Like, on one hand, it would suck to have a Smash Brothers without Sakurai. On the other hand, I really want him to be able to make other games because... Kid Icarus Uprising is great. <laughs> I yeah. want to see that uh, continued right. or to see what else he can really make his own. But yeah, so I mean, I'm totally with you there. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to say because we don't have a direct line into, you know, how these developers were thinking and feeling at any given moment. And I, and I agree. I mean, I as much as I want Smash 5 or whatever the next Smash game is going to be, I don't want it to come at the expense of, you know, of Sakurai's happiness or self-fulfillment or health i mean the, the poor man's hand you know his right hand was having some problems and like of, of course i would always prefer for the developer to be happy and healthy and and such and, and sakurai has said many times that he is kind of you know thinking about moving on from smash and i totally get that however we heard the same thing from kojima many times about <laughs> metal gear saying, and yeah. and he ended up going back into metal gear and now that may be due to you know his konami corporate overlords being awful people but at the same time Maybe there's a you know an element in there where these these direct you know Sakurai Kojima whomever say that publicly, but then you know in their private moments like well maybe I'm not really ready to move on yet, and that's why they go back in. I mean for sure Nintendo couldn't force him Sakurai, so Sakurai had to say yes, he had to agree to it, and there may be you know, maybe it was for the money, maybe it was for, who knows, but I I can only assume that Sakurai has some involvement in Smash Five or whatever because he wants to have involvement in it, not because he's being forced to. So that's kind of where I take solace in it. Like, okay, he's still doing it because he wants to. But if I ever found out, like, oh, he's just only doing it for the money, he doesn't want to be here, and his hand's all messed up, no, I, I wouldn't want the game at that expense. No way. Yeah. So I completely agree with you in that. You know, totally what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, the, the Kojima uh, comparison is definitely where I immediate, my mind immediately went, because as soon as Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, he was, re- was like, all right, I'm ready to retire. <laughs> And we yeah, did, and we did yeah. get like Zone of the Enders kind of in between there as uh, him branching out and letting him do other things. But when it became obvious that Metal Gear Solid was the money seller, and he was like, ah, "They're going to continue without me. I don't know if I trust them to take keep my keep my story going without me at the head. I have these other ideas. I'll go go ahead and stick with it." So I I can sort of see that fear from Sakurai yeah. as well. It's like I. I this is my this is my baby. I don't want them to mess up my baby if I'm not around. Yeah, and I mean, and frankly, I don't think I can. I don't know if I can think of a single other director or figure, individual in the industry that I would trust with Smash. Not that that means that he should always do it, and that no one else ever should. But I know that inevitably, when the, the first Smash game comes, that he is not involved in at all. I'm gonna, you know, there's gonna be some trepidation there on my part. Like, is this gonna be the same? Because frankly, I don't really trust that series with anyone other than than Sakurai because of what he does so well. His attention to detail, his his, you know slavish dedication to making sure that each character is represented so well within the context of their own games that they come from. Like, these aren't things that every director can do, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if I trust anyone else besides Sakurai. But, you know, it's going to ha- have to happen eventually, so... 
Yeah. How do you feel about it, Tom? Well, the uh, same thing with Kojima comparison, and let's, let's talk about Sakurai. I mean, last game, he was so dedicated, he moved so he can just walk to work, and if he was working too late to miss a train, it'd be no problem, he can just walk home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's some pretty good dedication right there. Uh, I feel bad, you know, that he has to keep doing it when his hand is such a problem, would like to have a break for that, and... I heard he had moved to a trackball at some point. Maybe that helps him a little bit. Um, but with Sakurai, it's almost like he has to do what Miyamoto did with uh, Ayanuma in Zelda and kind of like choose someone that's like really sort of like one of the more gung-ho higher-up employees and eventually just let them become director of the series, I guess, to get a chance to work in other games or just work out an agreement with Nintendo. It's like, okay, I'll do Smash this time, but... Like next game, I get to work on something else during, you know, the console cycle break. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be the ideal situation. I mean, to alternate between Smash and another game, you know, and get it get a break to do something new and fresh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think the other thing that probably just killed him so much about the creation of Smash on Wii U is the fact that it wasn't just Wii U; it was also 3DS, and each having unique content. So it was, he was making two games at once. And they're both yeah. massive games, so yeah, that would naturally just wear him down. So hopefully with this Switch version, uh, whatever form it may take, it can't be as intensive as that, especially if they decided to, uh, let's say, up some of the 3DS stages. That's not going to be as much work as building from scratch. Uh, so I think there's definitely paths in here in, in place that will make it nowhere near as rough on him as Smash Wii U and 3DS was, uh, which definitely helps. And the thing is... Uh, I'm stumbling with my words here, but Sakurai has headed a series before. He's the creator of Kirby, and we yeah, right. he's left Kirby for a long time now, and Kirby is hitting some major heights. Like, Planet Robobot is still my favorite in the series, and that he had nothing to do with that game. Um, right. So there is definitely people that could step up and do what they need to do. I don't know if it'll be have quite the same feel for it, because, uh, you know, each person has their own ideas that want to put in their own you know, mark on the game itself. But I still think there are people within Nintendo that could, like uh, Tom said, learn like Ayanuma and then just take it in the direction they want to see and really become the next big name in the industry. Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that was really well said. I don't have too much to add to that. Hmm. So. We'll see, uh, but yeah, after after Smash Switch, I want something else from Sakurai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want I want Smash to continue on indefinitely, but yeah, what, for whatever we get from Sakurai next, I mean, he he obviously shines when he's able to do his own projects that he really wants to do, as we saw with Kid Icarus Uprising. So that he's the, the guy. The guy's an auteur. Like I want to know what other crazy ideas he has in his head because no matter what, they're treasures. When when he's able to make the games he wants to make. They're treasures, mm-hmm. so I really want to see him, you know, really be able to stretch his creative wings again as well. Yep. All right, Ash. Well, why don't you have your topic since it's kind of related to this? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then, cool. My topic this week comes from Humble Jojo. 
who asks, if you could pick one character to appear in Smash Switch from each of these third-party developers, who would you pick? The rules are, the character can't have appeared in the Smash Brothers game before, and you can't pick the same characters, uh, which is going to be really tough. Uh, <laughs> developers are Square Enix, Capcom, Konami, and Sega. So, uh, should we just go, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, alright, we'll let's start with Square Enix. Yeah, we'll I'm pretty sure I'm going to steal yours here, Derek. Um, th- this is, I mean, straight up, this is my number one most wanted character, third-party character in Smash right now, and that's Sora. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Uh, you, you, who was it? Uh, Fire Flash Drive. You were saying hashtag sore for Smash. Yes, hashtag sore <laughs> for Smash. He, he was the other character besides Cloud, whom I thought, okay, if we're getting a Square Enix character, it could either be Cloud or Sora. And Sora is still who I want most. Like Cloud is really cool, and I love what he represents. But Sora, man, he's he fits perfectly in oh, yeah. Smash for so many reasons, and I would love to see that happen. Oh my god, I would love it. Mm-hmm. It'd be really perfect, but I knew you were going to pick him, so I, that's why I was ready <laughs> with somebody else in mind. And I think right. I also have an idea of who Tom is going to pick, so if, if, if Tom doesn't pick it, I'll say what this other character I thought of is, but... Oh. Um, uh, but for, for Square Enix? Yeah. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go next, Tom? We'll just go uh, that way. You probably... Yeah. I'm not sure what you're thinking at the moment, um, um, but I'd be curious to see what they could do with the slime from uh, Dragon Quest. Oh, that'd be interesting. All right. Nice. Especially like the one where, I forget what it was called, but they also ride the slime, something like that. And I'd be curious to see what they do with it, and everyone would, in, in Japan at least, instantly recognize that character. Yeah, I, I, man. True. If they could, I, it would make sense to get a Dragon Quest character in... Fire and not in Fire Emblem in uh, Smash, just because it is just such a well-known series yeah. in Japan. Yeah, like screw the international audience; the Japanese audience want this. Here you go. Here's the <laughs> slime or heel slime or slime knight, or maybe the slime is able to transform into all those different slimes, becomes a uh, king slime for his final smash. There's a lot of ways that you could make the slime work. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're. I was just, you know, being at GDC recently and seeing how appealing some bouncy characters are, like uh, from that game Bomb Chicken. I mean, I could really see it uh, being super cute and adorable and just really working. But oh god, it would be. Yeah, that's my unique take on it. <laughs> <laughs> and already has a bunch of character, uh, bunch of colors naturally built in. Um, yep. That for it. Hell, it has female representation because an orange slime is a she slime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So got, I mean, God, at the very least, I'd I'd love to see a slime as an assist trophy. Like I, I still I think that would be cool. I like your idea, Tom. But mm-hmm. at the very least, I agree. Dragon Quest has so much relevance. I mean, yes, I think the main barrier, as Derek touched on, is that Dragon Quest is significantly less relevant in outside of Japan than it is within Japan. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean that it. I totally think there should be like a slime assist trophy or some sort of Dragon Quest representation in Smash. I think it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. especially since so many of the series has come from Nintendo. Hell, Nintendo publishes most of the yeah. Nintendo, the, the <laughs> Dragon Quest stuff on the 3DS. So, yeah, yeah, but the relationship is there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, as far as what I thought you were going to pick, Tom, uh, I thought you were going to pick Gino. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Andre would have picked Gino. Yeah, Andre yeah. would have picked Gino. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the only way we're going to get Gino in this is if Square Exactly. Works. So uh, that, that's one idea. But for my own idea, Chrono. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping one of you would say Chrono. Because okay. if I hadn't said Sora, I would have said Chrono. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
If we're nice. working with uh, well-known Square Enix characters that you know have a good association with Nintendo, not that that matters if Cloud is in any, in any indication. <laughs> but um, yeah, Chrono would be my other option. But, but Derek, there are too many anime swordsmen in Smash. I don't want another anime swordsman. Uh, I would say Frog, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going for Frog. That's but, my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> you could do Mag- Magus. You haven't had, have not had anybody with a scythe, so that's something. I mean, there's basically anybody in that cast. Personally, my one of my favorites has always been Luca. Yeah, I mean, Luca she was, she's not choice. relevant. Yeah, I love Luca, but uh, it would have to be either like Chrono or... I'm probably not even Frog or Magus. It would have to be Chrono, basically. Oh, and, yeah. and he's awesome. I mean, Chrono's super cool. I love his design. And, it's another great Akira Toriyama design. And he could just but, summon uh, in the other yeah. characters because of the old the bonus attacks, you know? So all of his oh, specials yeah. just, like, cross-slash with Frog or whatever else he might do oh, with the others. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, geez, like Ice Sword with Marley or or, or Fire Sword or, yeah, X-Strike. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, like, his final smash could be Luminaire. Like, I'll oh, see, this This is going down a dangerous <laughs> right now. And that's only the first <laughs> developer, so. Yeah. Ash, oh, your man. Capcom pick that's not Mega Man or Ryu. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, cool. so not Mega Man, not Ryu, but it's. I think you guys, Derek, you probably already know what I'm going to pick, and that is Amaterasu. She's mm. got to be. Come on, it's Okami. I love Ami. I, I, you know, the only series I love, Capcom series I love anywhere near as much as Mega Man is Okami and Ace Attorney. And I mean, I think I think Phoenix Wright would be cool, but uh, I want Ami like straight up. I think, I think she would be an awesome addition. She was a really cool addition in Marvel versus Capcom three. Nobody else played like her. I mean, she's a wolf who's masquerade. Sorry. She's a sun, the sun goddess who's masquerading as a wolf who has a wolf like play style. That's not something you get in any, a lot of fighting games really. So I think in terms of adding to the diversity of the roster, I think Amy would be my first pick from Capcom. And also just because I love the character and I love the game. Yeah, yeah, no objections to that. That would be a really good pick. Yeah. For something new, too. And on, yeah. you can make her, let's say, put in Wolf Link. They can make her a clone of Wolf Link. <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't want her to be a clone. Hell, no, screw that. Make Wolf Link a clone of Annie. <laughs> no <go>. way. <laughs> oh, goodness. What about your Capcom pick, uh, Tom? I'm like drawing a blank in old school Capcom games right now, I guess, other than Contra. But uh, for me, the most. Memorable Capcom game, I guess it's not even in recent memory now. I'd love to see uh, Leon in there, although oh, I'm yeah. having trouble what his moveset would be. But he had a lot of those quick time event, uh, and like when he had a kick and stuff like that. Oh, I yeah, think it could be more than just shooting. Oh, yeah, they could just do what they did with uh, Snake Form, honestly, they could just base him off Snake. <laughs> I he it. should have some move where he just like goes, Wait, follow me, and characters have to like stop. Or like go, depending on what he does. Just, oh that's, that, that's what always stands out to me from Resident Evil Four is him just the, those parts with Ashley. Wait, follow me. Wait, wait. Yeah. follow me. Follow me. Wait, make make him like uh, ice climbers. It's it's him and Ashley, except Ashley can't do anything. <laughs> that's what I want. I want Leon and Ashley as a as yeah. a dual character. Perfect. Yeah. Leon. <laughs> oh uh, man, I was trying to think of other Capcom characters that might work, and honestly, I think Sir Arthur could be a lot of fun. Fair enough. That that yeah. and he also has you know, I mean, there's a legacy there with like Nintendo systems, and yeah, I mean, he mm. definitely makes sense. And he has he definitely has the weapon variety for it. Um, yeah, attach the golden armor for the final smash type thing. Uh, just there's a, there's a lot of ways they could really make him work, but also make him truly awkward to play as. <laughs> oh, totally. 
Yeah. He'd be a weird character, that's for sure. I mean, he's kind of weird in uh, in Marvel, well, both Marvel Three and Infinite. He's kind of kind of awkward to play, at least in my experience. But that's also kind of what makes him cool is that he's kind of awkward to control in his own game. So he should feel kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I gotta say, going back to Leon for a second, as much as I love the idea of having Leon, you've got two really well known male Resident Evil heroes, and and you've got Leon and you've got Chris. Yeah. But in my mind, you've got the one who can punch boulders and the one who can't. <laughs> punch boulders yeah and in my opinion you might you might need to go with the one who can punch boulders because i mean come on (laughs) but leon was in re4 he has that's true i mean that that is the ultimate you really can't beat that that's true (laughs) yeah um all right well moving on to konami then um it's funny before i before i answer this question i looked up i was wondering if there is any way i could possibly tie konami to klonoa because klonoa is like one, the character probably the only character i want anywhere near as much as sora in terms of third party characters unfortunately klonoa is strictly namco i couldn't find a way to tie the two together <laughs> i was trying so hard so didn't do that but in, in terms of konami i'm gonna have to go with either uh alucard because i know simon belmont is like the obvious castlevania rep but i'm more of an alucard guy um but if not that i'm going to kind of cheat here and say bomberman because i know that's a hudson character but now bomberman has been grandfathered in as as a konami character and with uh bomberman's really great kind of breakout performance on the switch at launch i kind of always have felt bomberman kind of fits in smash and i still think that so i gotta go with bomberman yeah, um, I'm going to say I agree with you there. I was thinking Bomberman 2, and I love how I said Contra was a Capcom game. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I was moving ahead already. So, mm. yeah, I'm going with Bomberman. I'd love to, you know, Simon Belmont and his whip and stuff, but I think Bomberman is more fitting for Smash Brothers. Yeah. I uh, love how Ash immediately took two characters. That's why I'm allowing uh, Tom to have the same character as him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, because I was like, Ash, like, as soon as she's like, oh, I want this character, but oh, I want this character too. I was like, well, good, good job, Ash. You've taken two. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 sorry. I would say I almost, I should say I almost picked, picked Alucard, mm. but ultimately Bomberman is my pick. Yeah. Okay, I pick Alucard then. <laughs> <laughs> good Fair job, enough. Tom. Good job. <laughs> Um, nice. All right, I'm trying to think of somebody. Uh, I'm trying to think of Konami characters because I don't know if um, I don't even know his name. The Contra guys. I don't even know if I don't. I think they're Bill Bill Riser. I think his name is something like that. Like I, I don't think they'd be great uh, choice. No, <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't think the Vic Viper would be that good of a choice. I mean, <laughs> what about Jehudi? <laughs> Just uh, yeah, get Jehudi straight up. Jehudi playable. Yeah. Yeah, can't make Pyramid Head playable. <laughs> That's a, a says li- who a little bit. Too I think much. Well, let's just make James. Let's just take James Sunderland. Let's make him playable. Oh, <laughs> but God. yeah, Pyramid Head. No, just the uh, uh, DDR arrows. <laughs> yeah, DDR arrows. Oh, there you. Well, you oh, just there we go. It. I um, want Emmy. Yeah. Was um uh I'm trying to think of the name. No, they did not do that one. But oh, what was the there was this other shooter type things and I can't think of off the radius oh uh, uh, I know his name I know his name um, mystical ninja Goemon oh, oh Goemon yeah. is a perfect yeah pick. Goemon I was, yeah. Like, I was like I want a new character beyond the Castlevania and Bomberman Goemon would be awesome way too much Japanese in there probably for that sort of thing but Goemon would be a good choice man I was struggling to fight figure of a like a kid like character for Konami <laughs> I mean, hell, you can't get much more than, you know, in context, you can't get much more Japanese than Marth and Roy and Melee, because, like, at that time, we had no idea what oh, yeah, Fire true. Emblem or, or who are these Japanese characters in, in Melee. Like, so I feel like, eh, 
compared to that, having Goemon in Smash, it seems perfectly appropriate. I would love that. Yeah. What a great pick. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways they could make him work. I've never actually played any of his games, but they do look fun. You know what's really funny is that none of us even broached Snake. Like, we didn't even think... Well, that's because... He's already in it. He's already in it. You're, yeah, that's true, I guess. You're forgetting that's, the rules. Yeah, I guess he's already been in it. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, looking at the rules. I was just thinking about him coming back, but yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, well, moving on to our last company, uh, Sega. And, man, this one was kind of the hardest for me, because obviously, you know, there's Sonic, and where do you go from that? And there, Sega has so many great characters to pick from. I mean, I went through Streets of Rage, I went through Knights, I went through Shin Mui, I went through so many different things, but at the end of the day, I kind of actually came full circle and came back to Tails. Tails yeah. would be my pick. I love Tails, and... I kind of feel like it's gotten to the point where, I, as much as I love Sonic, it's kind of like a you know, if it, it feels like something's missing without Tails. Like I feel like without Tails and Sonic together, there's something missing. So I would go with Tails, and he would obviously play very differently from Sonic. He wouldn't need to be a clone or anything like that. He's completely got his own abilities. But yeah, Tails is my pick. His flying is sort of perfect for the recovery as well. Yeah, exactly. Like he's also. Out. And they could draw on kind of the more, you know, like the adventure and forward interpretation of his character as a tinkerer, an inventor, and a mechanic where he, you know, builds little gadgets and things. Well, just use the gadgets from Tails' adventure. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that would be a really cool deep cut to, like, pull something from Tails' adventure. And I hate that Tails' adventure. (laughs) That damn, the name of that game. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for Tails, and uh, I just think he'd be really cool to see in Smash. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, Tom? Okay, um, uh, for me, from the Sega angle, I'm going to go with, let's say, the main character from Jet Set Radio. Ooh, I think okay. that would be interesting in there. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Beat? Beat, I believe. Yeah, Beat, Beat, right? yeah, Beat. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Because yeah. you got the spray paint, you kind of have, like, jumping and... He'd be a really fast character. And stuff, you know, it could be, it'd be interesting to see what they would do with it, basically. And maybe you would like be skating, and it be could potentially be slower to turn around and stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe he'd be more powerful in other things. Yeah, just be unique to see what they do with a roller skating character. I think. Yeah, that'd be. Really yeah, cool. I think so too. And like they could have a, a final smash where they get like a whole tagging crew in there, like with gum and the rest of the and the rest of the crew just getting in there. Yeah. Or yeah, and and of course you know you get a Jack Ryan radio character in there, then you start thinking of all the oh. great Jack Ryan radio music and stages you yeah, can. That's have the whole reason you put so a Jack Ryan radio character in there. <laughs> exactly, a lot of good vertical so. stages would be possible for sure. Ooh, that'd be yeah. Cool. No, that's a great idea. I love that pick. I could see him just spray. I wonder though if the spray paint. Would he spray paint and just like terribly blind someone in the seconds? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Tag him and the I cops come around and <laughs> clean him oh, off yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a long-term thing. You tag him, and then that uh, policeman from the game with a giant gun just comes in, like, whoa, 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 and starts chasing the other character. <laughs> that'd, oh, be great. that'd be amazing. Um, for my pick, I, I probably my favorite favorite Sega character beyond Sonic is Knights. Um, nice, but I cannot think of a way to make Knights work in Smash because he is an eternally flying character. <laughs> that. That's a little tough to make work uh, in terms of Smash Brothers. So to fit more in line with what Smash Brothers is, I think Samba de Amigo could be really fun. <laughs> just as a <laughs> musical-based cool. character, using just rhythm and all that, and uh, following along with it. I don't know. I feel like they could really come up with something 
fun for his his design and see what he could do. Use different that instruments would be really as cool. he, you know, for each attack and stuff like that. I don't know though. I, I feel like we we gave up too quickly on knights. I mean, I do love Sama de Amigo. Don't get me wrong, mm. but I just feel like I mean, Rosalina kind of floats along, doesn't she? She's technically so, floating. I, mean, I guess all the time. that's true. That's I guess that's true. But I, I I think of knights being able to you know fly. <laughs> Yeah. True, and do little, you know, like little pirouettes and things. But oh, but I just love oh, Knights man, so much. Oh man, if you could actually pull so cool. off the shuttle loop on enemies, that'd be oh, awesome. That would be really cool. Like, yeah, I, I want this to work some way. Like, that would be really cool. Just think of Knights. I mean, it could be sort of the opposite of Little Mac. Little Mac can hardly jump at all. Maybe just have it so Knights he does have to go on the ground from time to time to kind of maybe replenish energy or something to fly around again and he's super weak down there that, that, yeah, yeah like he has no ground game yeah that'd be, yeah. yeah that could be opposite little mac that'd be interesting all air game but no ground game yeah yeah that could be really cool it's funny we also keep saying uh, and this is something i do too we keep calling knights a he which is easy to do but technically knights is like a gender which is really interesting in my opinion mm-hmm. so oh. i always just like it, it knights i guess kind of looks and sounds like a he but i don't know like i just saw it's it's technically it's what it's uh claire and Who's the other kid? Oh, Elliot, right? Yeah, Claire and Elliot. And there was it's them like kids. combined with this crazy dream entity. Like Knights is so weird when you think about what he actually or what they actually <laughs> oh, yeah. are. It actually is. It's so weird. Man, if there was some sort of timer element to it that we actually have the kids fall out of Knights, that'd be so... <laughs> I just want to see the kids flailing off the side of the map. <laughs> that would be pretty good, actually, yeah. Oh, see now this is this is something I want to see happen now. What are we? What have you done? This this yeah. whole t- question is so good. Yeah, it's all humble. But now it's just make us think of all these characters we want. But thank you so much, humble Jojo. This has been a lot of a lot of fun speculation and just uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, what's your topic? Okay, I chose the one from Sam Bristow or Bristow. Uh, I think Bristow. Yeah, Bristow. Mm-hmm. There we go. He says, hey gang, what are your worst, most embarrassing past gamer tags, screen names, and importantly, what was the reason behind them? Any that you are stuck with for a while or still are. As always, love the cast and you guys rule. Okay, well I'll start off and I chose this one just because I still use it a lot. <laughs> and that's just Raging Tombo. And it's like, why is it Raging Tombo? Or maybe if you read it wrong, it's like Rag in Tom B.O. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I had the nickname Tombo, and, you know, I would try to use that name, but Tombo, I guess it's like a lesser Jimbo, but it's pretty popular and it's always taken. So at the time, which I think was like 20 years ago, I went, okay, well, if I can't get Tombo, I'm kind of mad about it, so I'll make Raging Tombo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so... I think I only ever got Tombo maybe on like Club Nintendo or something like that. And yeah, but then people see it, it's like, is this guy mad all the time? So, and you know, after getting it, I started seeing people just starting to get emails or names just with their own name. I'm like, oh yeah, I wish I wish I thought about that. But <laughs> in the day and age when I picked it, everyone sort of had weird, wacky usernames. So uh, as a result, I'm kind of still stuck with it to this day. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Doesn't it always suck? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't just make you want to rage and <laughs> combo. <laughs> I'll stay calm this time. <laughs> nice. I'll be honest. Sometimes I misread that as rage and tomato. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. I, I I feel bad about this question for you, Derek, because this is like the question that's almost made for you, and I'm oh, really curious to hear the story behind this because I don't know if I know it. 
Oh, okay. So you want me to go next? Okay. Yeah. I have a few yeah. Because I, I, I need to hear this. Um, oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. To, I had one for those of you who watched my uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door um, uh, stream, stream. I had my old save file on there, and I had the name. You can put in whatever name, and I just, it doesn't affect the game at all. It's just what the save file is marked as, and I completely forget what it's called off the top of my head right now. But it was very edgelord <laughs> type thing. <laughs> and the whole story behind that, if you're curious and remember that stream, um, it is basically, I thought it sounded cool. That's really all it was. I was like, that name's cool. And that's, nice. we'll go with that. It wasn't like any type of thing. It was like almost another name. Um, but the other, the two screen names I've worked with before what I've settled in now was for the AIM era, <laughs> was Ultimate Night Owl. <laughs> because I wanted to be called nice. Night Owl, because at the time I was always up late, so perfect. And then it's like, all right. all right, I'm up later than everybody else, so Ultimate Night Owl. And I was just sure that'll work. And <laughs> That's pretty cool with the Watchmen angle, too. Yeah, I, didn't yeah, think, I actually like that. I didn't. I never actually uh, read Watchmen before that point. It just would have happened. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it was just like, I look back, I was like, eh, it's kind of silly. But I feel like it, you feel that way about all the names anymore. <laughs> That you might be stuck with. Um, but yeah, then in college, I hadn't gotten my PS3 yet and I was still figuring things out. I was just about to get my P- PS3 and try to figure out what I wanted. And uh, I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, since you're so curious, Ash, my um, username on the PS3 is known as, well, and PS4, thank you, Sony, <laughs> um, is Virgin Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the name I used on my IGN account uh, back when God. I had a blog. I did the whole blog in there, and that's where I got my whole start with the whole uh, game press type ideas. I had a blog, and I went under the name Virgin Wolf. And the origin of that story was I was in some sort of English class. I forget exactly which, but we were reading a book. We were reading Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, and I was oh. I was coming back to. Um, uh, I was coming to lunch and I was holding the book and uh, somebody looked at the book I was holding. They're like, Virgin Wolf, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, and that, this. And then I was like, my head was like, hmm. Okay, the virgin angle is a little weird, but I kind of like the way that it rolls off the tongue. I like wolves. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. It's like, sure, that works. I, 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 the other connotations and whatnot like that. And then like... And then I realized my mistake very soon after as I was playing Uncharted 2's multiplayer. I never told this story before. I was playing Uncharted 2's multiplayer. I did not have any form of communication, but I had everybody else's one. And I was actually pretty good at that multiplayer. And it was doing rather well for my team. And my team was cheering me on. And it was basically like, way to go, Virgin. Good job, Virgin. Uh. <laughs> Stick, stay with it, Virgin. Yeah, you kicked his ass, Virgin. I'm like, oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> what have I done? I, I just love... I love how you just didn't go bo- go beyond like oh the version angle is a little weird but I really like wolves I like I love how that's where you went. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think about it. I was just like eh, whatever. It's virgin. Like it's not that big of a deal. No, apparently it was. And yeah, I think uh, people just reading the first part of the name because I've had people much. just say Ragin before too. So uh-huh. yeah, like to just discount whatever is after that. Exactly. It's it's the easier part to read and immediately recognize. And I. Uh, I live for the day where Sony finally allows us to change our um, name, <laughs> our PSN name, so I can finally change that uh, because I, I known it for a while. I honestly should have done this a long time ago, but I didn't ever wanted to use my real name. But BitNerd is really just too perfect because it's just my last name and it first is. initial, but it also yeah. a bit of a nerd 
it's too good. So no, and yeah. I gotta say that was every bit as as worth it as I hoped it would be. <laughs> like I'd never even thought about the Virginia Wolf angle. Like that was so worth it because I I just knew there had to be a good story behind it, but I just didn't know what it could possibly be. And I want you to know that was completely worth it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you think so, Ash. <laughs> Um, so mine, I, I have to say, I don't really have anything, uh, like, you know, crazy embarrassing. I, the, the, I guess the, the embarrassing angle is that, uh, when I was younger, like in my angsty teenage days, um, I was, I was really into like, uh, into like the AOL, like role-playing community. So I would like, you know, you'd roll, you'd have an online persona that, you know, you'd role-play. And I was in like a Final Fantasy club where we would all have our online persona. So I guess, you know, that's nerdy and embarrassing, but you know, that was just during my phase where I was like, oh, you know, I'm so angsty and dark and I don't like, you know, real life. So I'm going to have this online persona, whatever. So, um, but despite, I mean, despite that, the names I use weren't really embarrassing. So the one that I was mainly known as on AOL and AIM and, and kind of just like what I always used was Light Ranma. And, um, <laughs> I mean, really just combine the two. I mean, Ranma, I'm a huge Ranma one half fan. That was my gateway anime. That was the first anime that I really took to. So I was a huge Ranma fan. I loved Ranma, the character. So got Ranma and then Light I just fancied myself as a good guy and not a bad guy. So I'm not dark Ranma, I'm light Ranma. So really, that really is as close as far as it goes. Um, I had a friend who was also really into Ranma, and he uh, his screen name was Ice Ranma because he loves ice, and you know, so you know, so there was that. But but we didn't, we weren't like part of a role play group or anything. He just wanted to piggyback off my idea. But no, like yeah, light Ranma, Ranma one half, and I just like light over dark I guess but um and then but well actually one that I really think was clever another one that I use is kind of like my alternate screen name was Ranma Zuo and that is a a, a basically a combination of Ranma again but also Xenogears because I was really really into Xenogears at the time of course I still am at Xenogears but Billy's uh gear is named Rinma Zuo mm. so I was like well I love Xenogears Billy's a cool character I love all these cool mechs Ranma Zuo and I was actually this is really clever <laughs> is so I was proud clever. of that yeah, I was like, okay, so that, honestly, that should have been my main name. I wish I had just been Ranma Zuo forever, because that is a lot more interesting than Light Ranma. Um, but yeah, those are the only two that I can think of. I'm really trying to find like a think of a really embarrassing one, but no, I, I think I've really just had Light Ranma and Ranma Zuo. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, I'm a big Ranma 1 half fan. And then your modern yeah. one is just really obvious. Like, <laughs> If anybody looks at that, it's like, there's no way nobody knows what that's, where that's from, the, from the whole Maverick... Uh, Oh, so yeah, I guess I guess I wasn't thinking about it being my it's gives my email address, not my I guess I do use No, I thought you yeah, used that so on like my uh, resetera. You're right. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, my resetera and uh like Wii U, like Nintendo Network ID names, yeah, uh Maverick Hunter Ash or Maverick Hunter X, which is obvious Maverick Hunter, that's Mega Man X. Um the other I guess the other thing I can say is my PSN name, some asshole had already taken Maverick Hunter X or <laughs> how dare you. So I don't know who that person is, but they took it, so I had to take a regular Hunter X instead, which is of course the Japanese version of the Maverick Hunters. You know, you've got the Maverick Hunters and the, the English versions of Mega Man X and you've got the irregular hunters in the Japanese versions. So that's where that yeah. came from. Well, at least with your other, you know, Rama name, it wasn't something you got into hot water over. <laughs> oh, I like where you, I like where you, where you're going with that. Very nice. God. I'm trying to think of a good, a good comeback, but I can't think of one. It's been but too I really long. Like that. It's been, yeah. It's been, I wanted to say something about like, pe- yeah, yeah I wanted to say something wall. about Pichon or or something, but I couldn't quite, yeah. <laughs> You'd make a comeback, but you got lost along the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, now I've got it. Snap. You're killing me here. 
Uh, all right, I'm going to think of something while we move on. Well, that's pretty much it's it, though. Me. That's uh, that yeah. is true. Yeah, that's that's pretty true, much it. it. So tough luck. <laughs> Just Damn, have a panda some... holding up some random sign. Yeah, guys, yeah. if you could send in a comeback for Ash and the Patreon topics next week, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Oh, you know, this it's kind of an uncute way for you to act, Tom. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There you go. I, I just barely, I mean, that was also low-hanging fruit, though, I admit it. That was, like, just barely getting by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up episode 97 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, of course, be uh, think about supporting us on Patreon. It is just $1 a month to get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as offer up topics like the ones we had here. So, yeah, once again, closing in on episode 100, not too much further to go. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week for episode 98. Till next time. Bye.